It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatever your industry may be, it doesn't have to be film. But whatever it is, what are the reasons? Because a lot of times we're daunted because we say, okay, my end goal is going to require X number of dollars or resources to accomplish. And I'm nowhere near that, right? That's okay. What are you need? What mm. can you get your hands on? What can you use as resources now to start your way on the path? That was very much my story. That was exactly what we did. You're listening to Money News, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. On this episode, we sit down with acclaimed film producer Will Packer as he discusses how he got his big break in the film industry. I am so excited to have our guest on the stage today with us, Will Packer. It is a pleasure to have you here today. Tanya, the honor is all mine. I love this platform. I love what you're doing. It's so important. It's so intentional. I'm honored to be here. Our Money Moves audience is so excited to have you today because you have been an icon in the production and filmmaking industry, and we want to know how you did it. And our premise at the show of Money Moves is not just, hey, I've here, I've arrived. We want to dig into how we can help be intentional about setting a roadmap for creating generational wealth for our families in Black homes, and really understand how you made your money move. Absolutely. It's an important and needed conversation. I know you know that. I'm ready to get into it. Well, let's start from the very beginning. You okay. know, I know you were a very outspoken FAMU graduate. Yes. You went to school for engineering. Yes. But I want to know how you really started and pivoted into being in filmmaking. And I've heard 
Yeah. That you started actually behind the camera. So start at the beginning and tell me a little bit from there. Yeah. So uh, at FAMU, because that is really where I got my full entrepreneurial start, where I really honed my entrepreneurial drive. Come on, Black drive. College. Black College, absolutely. And I'm a big proponent and advocate of Black Colleges. And whether you went to an HBCU, PWI, whether you're a parent watching this, mm -hmm. thinking about your children, it's where you are. It's, it's who you are, right? Yes. That's the key. So you can be successful wherever you are. The key is, is you. For me, I definitely found an environment that was foundational for my mm. success at an HBCU very specifically. There, my entrepreneurial instincts were honed because it was cool. It was the thing to do. It wasn't just about, well, go to corporate and get a job and work your way up and there's nothing wrong with that. That's different. That's different. But you and I both know in order to really unlock the level of multi-generational success yes. and economic independence that we talk about that you advocate you actually need to be creating something on your own i like to possible. say build something from nothing yes you know that yes. foundation comes and i love to hear that it came from a historically black college teaching entrepreneurship did. teaching yeah. you know how can we advance and get to that next level yep and for me it wasn't initially that i wanted to be a filmmaker <laughs> because i didn't know that that's what i was going to end up doing i knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur i'll be honest with you very blatantly i wanted to be a boss a boss. That's what I said, right? I knew I wanted to be in charge. I wanted to be affecting people's lives. I wanted to have my own company, business, industry, whatever it might have been. I then found filmmaking along the way and found a love for storytelling while trying to figure out what my entrepreneur endeavor was going to be. I linked up with uh, my lifelong friend, Rob Hardy. He knew he wanted to be a film director. Huh. I helped him to make his first movie. We made it so together. So I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Because I think sometimes in our audience, people think of this big, broad umbrella statement of producing film, yeah. Hollywood, yeah. and they have no idea what it is. Right. So you had this influence who said, I knew I wanted to make movies. Yes. And how did you figure out how you wanted to fit into this production piece? Like, what was it about producing? And yeah. how did you also know right. that it would enable you to be a boss yeah. and make some money? It's a great question. And, and the, the honest answer is that I didn't know all of that at that time. And sometimes we can find strength in what we don't know. Ooh, right? Say that again. Sometimes it is the thing, the unknown, that actually can help us because very frankly, if I knew how difficult and challenging <laughs> the industry that I am in was at that time, I might have tried to figure out something else. To Listen, do. I like to say that all the time. If it were easy, everybody would do it. That is absolutely true. But this is not who you are. No, it's not who I am. And I went into it head first, which I think you have to do, going really, really hard. And what happened was Rob knew that he wanted to be a film director. I was helping him cast the movie, find financing for the movie, ultimately independently distribute the movie. It was later that I found out that's what a producer does. Oh. See, I didn't necessarily so know. I was, doing, I was learning on the job and I was doing what needed to be done. A lot of people can relate to that. Do What is it going to take to have success at a particular level? Do whatever that is. And then along the way, you can figure out maybe how you monetize that, how you um, label that a particular way. I wasn't worried about that at the time. I was okay. just worried about getting it done. Very focused. We how old are you at this movie. time? I am a sophomore in college. Okay, right? so you so, know you've got a runway. You're like, I know I got to grind. Yes, yes. I'm going to get But it. I also wasn't afraid to work when everybody else was playing. My dad used to always tell me, you can pay now 
and play later. Yes. Or you can play now, yes. but you're gonna pay later. I like I like the play later. There's you know, when you have a little bit more money, play is so much more fun. There's no question about it. There Forget those no college question. parties. Listen to me. There's somebody watching this right now that's grinding while everybody else is having a good time. That grind will absolutely play yes. off. That yes. play later, when you have the resources to do it on a different level, it hits very, very differently. I had a lot of people that looked at me when I was, you know, delivering newspapers and uh, answering yep. the phone because when I came out of FAMU, I didn't take an engineering job, even though that was my degree. I had this dream to be a filmmaker. So I just needed to make ends meet. It was a lot of ramen noodles meals yes. after I had graduated. <laughs> all my peers were out. They were making, you know, mid five, low six figures. And they were like, you know, this is dude. I don't know what you're doing, but we out here calling and buying maximums and hanging out at the club. And I was like, nah, I got a bigger vision. And, you know, it turned out all right for me. Well, it sure did. And I know if I am correct, I think you have your name on a building at FAMU. So it really turned out right. Which is insane to me. I still am floored when I think about that. When I think about the fact that, you know, I, a graduate of that school, a product of that school, now, you know, I, I tell, you, tell you, I was so, like, we did a great celebration and, and we you know, christened it, good. dedicated it. It felt amazing. I, after we left, I was like, they're going to take that down. I nope. was like, I know they just did that because nope. I, when I was here. And so later to see pictures when I was never around of people, like, posing, taking pictures with, like, a building it's with something. my name on it, I was like, it's oh, special. wow. That what is real legacy building. It's and legacy. that is the essence of what we are trying to talk about. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to go back. When you are brokering this first deal, I hear you have 20000 It was you... One movie, your yes. partner, and you yes. guys brokered your first deal with Blockbuster. Yep. Walk me through how that happened. So we made our first movie, Chaka City, um, for about $20,000 total in, in funds. Now, that was not all like cash on hand at any mm-hmm. one time. It was money we had raised from our student government association. That's another lesson there. Use the resources around you however you can, right? So for us, that was the FAMU SGA. Yep. Um, We did in kind as well. We were using equipment that um, a television station in town, they would let us borrow it on the weekends to shoot. We would go in and edit our movies at like four in the morning because that's when that news station wasn't using the editing equipment. I hope people are hearing because you're dropping gems. Use the resources you have. A lot of times, early days, people are out there asking for money, but you're like, we were using the free student center. Yes. We were going for grants. Yes. This is really tactical information. Yes. And it takes actually work. It's the homework that people need to do to succeed. No question. Whatever your industry may be, it doesn't have to be film. Yep. But whatever it is, what are the reasons? Because a lot of times we're daunted because we say, okay, my end goal is going to require X number of dollars of yes. resources to accomplish. And I'm nowhere near that, right? That's okay. What are you near? What mm. can you get your hands on? What can you use as resources now to start your way on the path? That was very much my story. That was exactly what we did. That's great. Okay, yeah. so now you have this 20000 You've invested 20,000 invested it. We made our movie, right? The first thing we did was we actually, we tried to send it to Hollywood mm-hmm. and nobody in Hollywood cared. Oh, wait. So is this one of those things where it's like we failed? Yes. Oh my gosh, it yes. didn't work out. 100%. So life wasn't always rosy. That's right. Totally failed. Absolutely. Hollywood said, we don't care about this movie. We don't know what FAMU is. We never heard of oh. Packard. Not interested. Please stop sending us stuff, right? However, and this is something that I think people can benefit from, there was an audience that did care about that movie. Mm. And that was that audience at our university, at FAMU. Now, it wasn't the global audience that we were going after when we were sending it to Hollywood, but there was a niche audience that said, we'll buy that movie, we'll go see it, we'll support it. And we leaned into them very heavily. We created T-shirts and hats and soundtracks. Later, I learned these are ancillary revenue streams. That's what that is. So I was learning as I was going because I knew I needed to hustle to find a way to make this project successful. I didn't have all the right traditional ways of doing it, but I went into that audience that knew it. They bought the movie. We showed it at, you know, the second run theater and made it a party where people could come and watch. And they went weekend after weekend. And that $20,000 turned into $100,000. 5x 
what we originally put into. X. Huge. For a couple of broke college students, that's, that's huge. not bad. That's huge. That's a big payday. Yeah. It must have felt like a really big payday. Absolutely. Something else I just want to say that you talked about here was finding your audience, right? Yes. And yes. sometimes I think we cast the net so wide, we're looking for, I've got to touch everyone. But something about amplifying the audience and people that love you, yes. that organic um, and authentic customer. Yes. Brilliant. And you've yes. done that really well with, yes. with a lot of the movies. And it's actually grown from there because now you have these people who are the voice for, yeah. I love this, you've got to come. And they sort of spread your gospel. 100%. I mean, I still do that to this day. The same thing that helped to launch my career early on is the same kind of principle mm. that I use now, which is know your audience and lean into that audience. And then you talked about how instrumental a particular audience yep. can be. Yep. For me, that has never been more true. I have a very, my core audience is very persuasive, influential, loud. I need all of those things because that helps counteract the fact that oftentimes I'm up against other movies that have bigger budgets, yes. that have bigger perceived stars. But guess what? That core audience comes out and supports. They Absolutely. tweet, they create energy around it That's and right. they will always come back because they know it. exactly what you're going to deliver a hundred percent yep we're at rainforest films yeah. in your partnership with rob hart yep because i feel like this was also another pivotal point of your career yes after i graduated from famu now it was what do we do because mm. it was one thing when you're doing it in college and you've got the safety net and that bubble of being on a college environment and everybody's kind of broke but now we're graduating now you got to figure out, okay, how are you actually going to turn this into a career? Mm -hmm. Are we really doing this or are we just kind of messing around? And again, are I know we a lot really of people, doing this? A we lot going of people to the can moon. relate to that where it's like, okay, I'm at a point where I got to figure out, am I going for this? Am I going to do this? I was at that point after we graduated and I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going for it. Yes. If, if there's ever a time I already was coming out of college, not used to having a lot. Now here's another lesson I will tell you. When we came out of college, we didn't do things that would incur a lot of debt or require us to then be so you haven't bought a Bentley yet. No, yeah, Bentley. Do you, do you, have, a, do you have a chain? What I do you was, got? No chains, no Bentleys, none of that. That will come. Don't do no. Uh-uh. Because the point was, I didn't even go out and initially like get a mortgage, mm -hmm. right? Or another car note. I kept the car that I had from college because you know what that means? That means you've got responsibility. Yes. You've got a fiduciary responsibility to pay these things off before you're paying yourself, before you're putting money into your own career. That's the trick. A lot of times we get too caught up on saying, okay, I got a little success. I've been, I deserve this. I deserve this. Or I have to look like I'm successful. And a lot of ways to look successful. Yes. That's what I will tell you. Yes. There are a lot of ways and a lot of people that are very successful and they don't have to be conspicuous consumers. They don't have to wear it all over them. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do, but don't do it to the detriment of your ultimate long-term yes. goal. That's what I would say. I love that. Tune in Wednesday as we continue the conversation with film producer Will Packer as he talks about how to make money in film. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, money movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Until next time. 
Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.